Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. You know, I'm looking out of the window of my studio in Fort Collins, and it actually looks sunny. Um, we've had a wet one, haven't we? We'll be talking about that. It's affecting the outdoor conditions, fishing, hunting, camping. We'll touch on all that through the show and what, how it's changing things out there. We are supposed to get some warm, dry days starting tomorrow. I don't know how long they'll last, but hopefully we'll, we can dry things up. The lakes are full. The rivers are running. We'll talk about all that. But I do want to remember tomorrow's Father's Day, and later on in the show I'll talk more about that. But I'm very thankful to my parents for getting me started in the outdoors and the memories we created. So we'll refer to those kind of things during the show. If you get a chance, I know a lot of our normal contributors have taken trips just in the last few weeks with their fathers. So it's uh, we'll be talking about that too. But we've got a lot to cover, so let's go right to the phones. Joining us from the Blue Quill Angler, he's a legendary guide in Colorado, probably the most renowned and well-known guide in Colorado. He's an author, and he's just one heck of a good guy, Mr. Pat Dorsey. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, sir. How are you? You know, I'm doing great, and uh, how long have we been doing all this stuff? I'm getting old. I don't know. You seem to have stayed young, but I'm getting old. <laughs> Boy, am I starting to feel my age. I'm going to turn 60 this year, and... and uh... Yeah, it's a little tougher than it was 31 years ago when I started guiding. <laughs> but we're, I think we're still having fun. That's something about the outdoors is, you know, Pat, everybody that I've talked to that's been successful in the outdoors or interacted with would have been successful probably to an even larger degree in other aspects of life, but they have such a passion for the outdoors. And a lot of that came from where we grew up and how we were. I, I don't, We won't get into your stories, but um, we all have them, but... What's going on in fly fishing right now? As you just mentioned, it's boy, it's been a crazy year. I, I, I can't remember a spring like this since 1995, which was a really big water year. Very similar in many ways. Um, you know, a good snowpack, but just confused. But it, it's, re, it's reminiscent of those days in many ways with all this rain. And, of course, we've got runoff. Is the runoff starting to peak, or do we still have quite a bit? I think we still have a decent amount of runoff because I, I don't think it – I could be wrong, but I just don't feel like it's gotten hot enough to get that, you know, higher-level snowpack really going. I mean, um, that's kind of what concerns me a bit is, you know, we've had all this rain, but I think there's still some snow to come down as well. Well, you know, I know that it's it's put a damper on a lot of people's outdoor activity uh, – and it's, you know, we, we have this saying, almost everybody tell you in Colorado, we always need the moisture, but I need a break. <laughs> I need some drying out. Um, so hopefully we'll get a get control of it. The, the plus side is that things are full. The fish are going to be healthy because of the good water flows. What are you seeing? You know, even during these times, though, there's still good fishing opportunities. What are you seeing and hearing out there? You know, a lot of the free stones are, are, you know, running high right now still. Um, Colorado and the Gunnison, you know, they're, they're still running high and off-color. It doesn't mean they're they're not fishable. You know, you can fish the edges with, you know, San Juan worms and big stonefly nymphs and things like that. But there's no doubt, you know, the tailwaters right now are going to be your, 
your best bet. Um, most of the lakes are full, as you just mentioned. Um, several of them are spilling right now. Cheeseman is spilling. Uh, Dylan is spilling. So, man, we've got plenty of water. We've got excess water coming over the spillways, and we've got good fishing in our tailwaters. So I think we're very blessed. No, I, I couldn't agree more. One thing I always put a plug in when we talk about fishing, if you're fishing the more freestone rivers or even if it's one with a large flow, um, you can still fish, like you mentioned, go to larger flies, maybe go to streamers, fish the edges. But I always tell people, boy, if, if you really are unsure at all, leave your waders at home. The fish are going to be close to the edges, and you just it only takes one misstep in that fast water. Exactly, exactly. you got to be really cautious um, with that fast water. You know, and like you said, you know, a, a pink San Juan worm or a chamois leech or, like you say, some streamers, I mean, you can catch fish in, in you know, extreme conditions. So um, don't rule that out. What about some of the more fishable? Is there some pretty good fishable water along the South Platte? I know that's kind of where you specialize. Yeah, you know, spinning has been, the dream stream has been low. It's been, you know, like less than 40 CFS all spring. And it just bounced up a couple of days ago. Spinny Reservoir is uh, 5,000 acre feet from filling, which is incredible. So I think uh, once that reservoir gets full, then we'll start seeing more water coming down the uh, South Platte Corridor, which is going to impact everything else, 11 Mile and Cheeseman. Uh, right now, Cheeseman's on the rise. It's spilling. It's 439 CFS, and it's on the rise. Carryout Creek's really flowing hard. Um, so, you know, really from the headwaters, you know, below the spinny down into Deckers, then, you know, the South Platte would be a good option for anybody. Yeah, and it just, I know people sometimes hesitate because it's close to Denver and gets a little crowded. It can get a little technical because of that. But, boy, it just it's just a great fishing river, isn't it? It is. In fact, you know, you know, an hour from Denver, it's probably, you know, one of the best trout streams anywhere um decker's getting a little high right now it's up to 610 cfs you know because of all the rain the three feeder creeks that come in there definitely adding some color to the water and and it's it's uh you gotta be careful now down to deckers i mean it's it's uh, 610 cfs is no joke that's that's moving right along oh it really is um if you had to go i want to move on to a couple other topics here in just a minute but if you had to go Give me a couple places. If you just knew tomorrow, Father's Day, or next week when it's going to be hotter and drier, are there one or two spots that you think are just going to shine? You know, I, I think, uh, gosh, any of the tailwaters we just talked about would, would be a good choice. Um, you know, I mean, 11 miles manageable right now. It's 100 CFS, which is nice. Spinney is 149 CFS. You know, I think, you know, Cheeseman and Deckers are going to continue to rise, as is the Blues. So, I think, you know, to be totally honest with you, Terry, I think you're just going to have to kind of check the flows and make a lot of these game-time decisions. But like you said, next week things are going to dry out a bit, and I think uh, our flows are going to start to stabilize a little bit. And, of course, at the Blue Quill, you guys report on conditions on your website and Facebook, I believe, don't you? We do. Um, I, I, I have a personal website that I try to keep up to date as, as often as I can. It's not always easy, you know, guiding continuously but I, I do my best to update my stream report and uh, i've been putting uh, a date down in the bottom corner when i update so that that helps and uh yeah and we're, we're just passionate at the shop you know we've got you know, 20 guides and they're all passionate about what we do and we teach classes and uh we just that's our that's our deal you can't fake passion we love it now your personal website uh, what or facebook what how do they find that 
It's uh, patdorseyflyfishing.com. Okay. So I know there'll be great information there. And, again, the bluequillangler.com or bluequillangler on Facebook, I know it's a great resource, too. Let's talk. Let's change. What we're talking about, uh, I want to get to your book, your latest book, but let's talk about um, some of the things at the Blue Quill. You know, it's Father's Day. People are looking for last-minute gifts. You got any suggestions? You know, um, I think one of one of the coolest gifts you could get a person, it's the gift that keeps on giving, is the Fly of the Month Club. And you just get, uh, you get you know, a subscription of flies where it's three, six, or 12 flies every month for a year. So that's that would be a great last-minute um, gift for any of the fathers, you know. Um, but, you know, get them a guide trip, get them a, a class. There's a lot of things that could help elevate their game to the next level. Now, that Fly of the Month Club, is that through Blue Quill? It is through the Blue Quill. Yeah, we've been doing that since, oh, gosh, almost 30 years now. So, it's a monthly subscription. You get um, you get your flies that show up for the month. I mean, if it's uh, June, you might get you know a, a yellow Sally dry fly, or you, June, July you might get a PMD nymph or whatever. We try to you know ship flies that are seasonally appropriate for that time of year, and then a write up on you know how to fish it and different strategies like that. Well, then when you get that, leads us right into your book, and you just got a book that came out this fall called. Favorite flies for Colorado, I believe. Yes, sir. It was uh, one of the more rewarding projects. I got to work with some of the best fly tires in Colorado. You know, Charlie Cravens and Barr and you know, Landon Mayer. A lot of these really creative, innovative fly tires submitted their their favorite fly, and um, then they also gave me the history about it and how to fish it. So there's 50 flies with recipes, a lot of which, you know. Um, people haven't seen but many of them are our Colorado favorites Rim Chung submitted an RS2 and they're all tied for the most part by the original fly designer I've got a Puderbaugh caddis by Don Puderbaugh so um, it's really cool I mean, I've got a picture of the fly I got the recipe and then a little bit of history and how to fish it um, came out in the fall and it's a project I'm really proud of well it sounds really great and knowing you it's just a book that everybody will want to get where is it available at we have piles of them at the shop, so I um, mean, you can just call the shop, or you can uh, get on the website, and uh, we'll, we'll sh- gladly ship you one night out. All right, that sounds fantastic. You know, I want to get uh, a couple tips from you, but before we even move on to that, when you're talking about the favorite flies for Colorado, we used to do a thing on the show, Pat, where any time a fly fisherman or fly angler called in, I'd ask them if they could only have five flies what they would take. Now, I won't get you pin you down that far, but are there two or three flies the average fly fisherman in Colorado just needs to have in his box all the time? You know, if I, you know, a hare's ear, man, that's an oldie but a goodie, and a pheasant tail. I mean, those are just two patterns that are that are super super old, but are are just reliable. And um, one of the hottest flies for me lately has been a buckskin. That that that's a fly that's been around for 70 plus years and been on the South Platte. But I think some of these oldies but goodies are oftentimes overlooked because of the modern day fly innovation. So that, I guess that's my suggestion is a lot of those flies that worked 50 years ago still work good today and don't rule those out. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I had a similar experience. I was looking through some of my tackle, which over the years you accumulate more than a couple couple pieces, right? 
and I have both fly fishing and conventional. And I looked at a lot of the new lures that are out on the conventional side. There's always the newest trending lure. And I can look back, and, like, one of them right now is what they call a Ned Rig. Well, it's a small, like, two- to four-inch piece of plastic under a flat jig head. When I thought to myself, Greg Claudio and I were molding lead jig heads and fishing four-inch worms in the 80s because you couldn't buy them anywhere. So they're not so wow. new, but they become, a, they become a new trend, don't they? Yeah, they do. I think, you know, and just you, as, you know, if that I could, you know, offer it, but just don't outthink yourself. You know what I mean? And it's just block it and tackle them, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, how many times do you think that a, an angler who thinks he finally made the right adjustment, he cut some hackles off his fly, he changed flies, and got it to lie in the surface film different, and he finally, you know, we all like to say, I figured it out, but how often do you think it's just he finally made a good drift over an active fish? I would agree with that. Presentation is by far the most component um, to being successful as a fly angler. And, and I, I, you know, I do make 10 times more weight adjustments and indicator adjustments when I'm nymphing in comparison to fly changes. So I really do. I, I think you got to be careful and not outthink yourself. I think it's, um, it's, it's more about the presentation. Uh, keep your, you know, your flies in, in the proper uh, zone. Yeah, I think so, too. Keeping them in the zone and getting them to look as natural as possible, and uh, it, that's just one of the keys. Let's talk real quick about Blue Quill Angler before we go. What's going on there? You, you mentioned there's classes in the fly of the month, but you guys offer it all there, right? We do. We do. We're just, uh, we're just a, a, a passionate group of uh, fly fishers, and we've got um, – you know, some great gals on our team now, too. So, um, you know, what we love to teach. We love to share that passion on the river and guide trips. And, you know, as a, as a fly fishing guide, you get to fish through your guests on any particular day. And that's that's what makes it so rewarding for us is when they catch a fish, we catch a fish. And uh, we're just really passionate about it. And if there's anything we can do to help anybody try to elevate their game to the next level, uh, small or big, you know, just send us emails, questions. We're always willing to help with anything. Point you in the right direction that kind of stuff. So bluequillangler.com, is that the best way? Yes, sir. Or give us a call either way. So that and we're happy to help in any way. Oh, go ahead and give out the phone number real quick. 303-674-4700. All right. Hey, Pat, always great to catch up with you on. We don't get you on often enough. You're a great resource and certainly a tribute to fishing in Colorado. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Pat Dorsey, truly a legend and a great fisherman. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to take you to one of the local state parks that is full, and I, I hear the fishing is pretty good. All that and more coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.